Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. For a small nation, Australia punches above its weight. A cliche perhaps, but Australian businesses continue to innovate and develop new technologies, a trend that can really only be fostered by clear and reliable tax incentives. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Some of the most successful Australian online companies include Canva and Atlassian, both billion-dollar businesses. To help foster this kind of innovation, the government introduced a research and development tax incentive, a worthy initiative to be sure. Many businesses, particularly from the software development industry, have relied upon the incentive to fund their R&D. Unfortunately, after spending large amounts of money, in some cases hundreds of thousands of dollars, many later were told by the tax office that they weren't in fact eligible. That sparked the ire of the Australian Business and Family Enterprise Ombudsman, Kate Carnell. She says the R&D tax incentive is unsuitable for software development in its current form and needs to change. So where does that leave small businesses looking to apply for R&D funding now? Kate Carnell explains shortly. First, she tells Chris Ashmore how the R&D tax incentive was designed to benefit business. Look, the federal government's R&D tax incentive has been around for a number of years now, and it's really important, particularly for small to medium businesses, to encourage them to invest in R&D. And let's be fair, for lots of small businesses, the risks around investing in R&D can just be too high, because obviously any R&D can fail. In fact, that's the whole reason it's R&D, I suppose. And so the R&D tax incentive does give a tax rebate. So if you happen to be a business with a turnover of under 20 million, and let's be fair, that's about 99% of businesses in Australia, then you can get up to, I think, 43.5% tax rebate. And if you're operating at a loss, and many businesses that are starting up, as we know, or involved in R&D are still operating at a loss, you can get that back in cash. So it's actually a cash injection, you know, a cash flow injection into your business. If you've got a turnover of more than uh, 20 mil or you're operating at a profit, then it comes off your tax. It's that simple. Well, it's not simple, but that's how it works. So for most small businesses operating at a loss, it can really help you with your cash flow. Absolutely. But it's been a bit of a headache for the software development industry, hasn't it? It is an absolute nightmare. It's really that simple. Look, what's happened over the last few years is that this project, which is jointly administered by industry and the ATO, so we've got two departments involved, which by its nature is always going to be a bit of an issue, and they have tightened up the criteria quite significantly. Now, even though they've made a bit of an effort over the last year or so to, as they'd say, make the words more user-friendly, more small business or human-friendly, shall we say, it's still really quite complex. So the problem for software is the definition of R&D. And as you'd know, if you're involved in a whole range of other R&D where you do an experiment, 
you can define, you can record the experiment, what the outcome of the experiment was, what the next experiment would be. So you have a clear fail-pass approach, whereas R&D is a lot more about agile changes, shall we say. Change, 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 fail, fail quickly. The way software R&D works is really different from what would happen in a laboratory or with a microscope or in more traditional science spaces. And what's happened is businesses that have claimed for R&D tax incentives, many of them have found they've been audited and have been asked to return their tax incentive. And this can be three and four years after the event. And of course, the whole point of the exercise is they've spent it. You always spend your tax incentive before you even get it. That's the way it works. So you don't have the money. And so it's been a shocker for lots of businesses in this software space. And it's the reason that my office, we have done an inquiry into the R&D tax incentive, made a lot of recommendations. But one of them is that there really needs to be almost a separate tax incentive for software-based R&D because you can't define R&D the same way as you could in more traditional science areas. And that's what you've been encouraging the government to, to do. Look, we have. The government at this stage, they have made efforts to have better definitions in the space to make it clearer for software businesses on how they can comply and what sort of R&D in the software space would pass muster, shall we say, with the R&D tax incentive. But we, along with lots of other people in the software space, still reckon that for lots of software companies, it's just too dangerous. So I know lots of companies that have just decided to stop R&D fundamentally because they can't afford to do it and they believe that using the tax incentive is too dangerous because three years down the track they could end up with a bill, you know, and sometimes I've said, well, one company we dealt with, the bill was for a million dollars. Who's got a spare million dollars floating around. So this really needs to be sorted out because when you think about it, maybe half, maybe more R&D these days is software related in a whole range of different areas. So without software related R&D, you're really, really undermining innovation in Australia. So what are the lessons then for small business owners who might be considering applying for R&D incentives? So first thing I'd suggest they do is they go on to the industry.gov.au slash R&D tax incentive and have a read of what is required. Then really important, go and talk to your accountant or your financial advisor. With a bit of luck, your accountant or financial advisor has some expertise in R&D tax incentive applications. If not, I'm sure that they'll give you some advice on who to go to. There are a whole range of third parties at play in this space that help small businesses apply for the tax incentive. But it's really important you get a credible player because I have to say there's some cowboys. And unfortunately, if you use one of these third parties, shall we say, and you end up being audited and you end up with a bill, they're not liable, you are. So I'm sounding like I'm trying to talk people out of tax incentives. It's so important, (laughs) so important, particularly to small businesses. But the trick is you've got to understand what you're doing. You've got to give good, credible advice 
to make sure that you're keeping the right records and the sort of R&D that you're doing is actually falls under the banner of the R&D tax incentive rebate scenario. But it can make the difference for lots of small businesses. This is actual cash rebate if you're operating at a loss, helps you with your cash flow, helps you get that uh, innovation that we all want. That was the Australian small business and family enterprise ombudsman, Kate Carnell. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more Be Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot com dot au.